hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello and welcome to the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John, and it looks like this week we're doing another vignette episode. Well, guys, I'm a little less sick than I was last week, but I uh, I feel good, sound weird. So, do I sound weird? A little weird? Do I sound weird? Tell me I sound weird. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> you don't sound weird. Okay, cool. Thank you. So, we got... Like four new reviews. Oh since my god! The last time. Uh, would you like to go first or second? First. Today. Okay. I don't know why. So you're gonna start right there. Okay. So this first review, it's from Riverdale T Split on Instagram. So I'm assuming that is your. I think it's Riverdale T Spilt. The reason this podcast deserves a five-star review, so sweet, is because it's the best podcast I've ever listened to. That's insane. I don't know how many podcasts she's listened to, um, but that's really cool. I love this podcast, and it helps me look back on the episode of Riverdale I watched earlier that week. My sister told me about this podcast. I am now listening to it whenever I can. I feel like Caitlin sounds like Lily Reinhardt. Oh, I wonder if Lily Reinhardt thinks so. My sister is the one who left a review like this that you read for the Manhunter episode. I feel like I talk too much. Sorry, and you guys are so funny. Bye from from on Instagram, Riverdale Tea Spilt. Well, that's really nice. That is really nice. And we got uh, two siblings' uh, reviews from last week and this week. That's very cool. All right. We got one from Yas Sis, which is a five-star review called Love This. This is great. I love this because my friends always don't watch it sometimes. I need to talk about it or hear someone talk about it. I love this so freaking much. I'm a big River fan. This is perfect. I love hearing your produ- your productions and everything. Aw, thank you. <laughs> Sisters are a theme. Mm-hmm. My sister didn't know I had a Riverdale podcast until two years into our Riverdale podcast. My sister's very supportive of our Riverdale podcast. She provided the microphone <laughs> we record on. Thank you, Beth. Um, this is from... Hi, Anna Sue, I think. Um, is how you say that? Mm-hmm. You guys are my favorite podcast. You guys are so entertaining. That's so sweet. That's so kind. It's good, but no sisters mentioned no in it. No sisters mentioned. So the theme is dead. <laughs> but that's fine. Thank you, guys. It's so kind of you. And John? Uh, we got one from X Hard X Fingers, uh, Five Star Ville, titled Oh Hail Our Fair Riverdale Register. I am so excited to have found this podcast. The only thing I look forward to more than every new episode of Riverdale is a new episode of Riverdale Register. I am low on friends who watch this glittering dumpster fire of a show. So listening to John and Caitlin is the closest thing I have. They keep me laughing remind me not to take this show so seriously. Keep the good work, you, fabu- you fabulous River Vixens. Oh my god, yay! It's really nice. A lot, of, a lot of nice positive reviews. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thanks, guys. Honestly, like I don't listen to our podcast, so I don't know how entertaining we are. But I'm not surprised. Yeah, I don't think that I would find this as entertaining as because it's us, right? And I've already lived. Well, you haven't it. listened to. I edited a great deal, so you we do. sound much smarter than we actually uh, okay, are. Okay, cool. No, no, no. I mean, I'm excited, and thank you guys for all the positive feedback. I've lived through the conversations, so, uh-huh. so I know what's happening. Right. I do listen sometimes. Sure. To be fair, it's because I'm insecure, not because I don't like our podcast. <laughs> so. I, I used to listen what? to our Scream one, and then it just hurt. So Imagine editing it. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it bad? Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe one day I'll edit it for you. Ah, that's okay. Okay. That's <laughs> wow. All right. That's fine. The I'm... next line was, please, I insist. No, but... no, not for me. 
So, what are we talking about first, John? Uh, Kayla, tell me about the title of this episode. Okay, so this title is called The Man in Black. Um, and you know how we've noticed that not every episode is named after movies? Yeah, they haven't been able to uh, keep that one up as long as yeah. they wanted to. So, obviously, one conclusion you could draw is that it is Men in Black, the 1997 Will Smith movie about people who um, know about aliens and stuff. Never heard of it. Never heard of Definitely it? Definitely wasn't yeah. a big deal. So, basically, it's about the secret government agency that they work with aliens to defeat bad aliens. Which doesn't does not feel like an appropriate no. name. But I think that this episode is actually a Westworld reference. Um that it is referencing the character on Westworld, who is the man in black, who is right. the man in the suit. The Yul Brenner one from the movie and the, um, oh, what is his name in the show? Uh, um, well, we can't say that without spoiling something big. That he wears black on... Oh, no, I'm talking about the other thing. You know what I'm talking about. Right, right. No, I'm just... It's Ed Harris. Is yeah, the Ed Harris is right? the man in black Yeah, in the show. Ed Harris on Westworld, but um, can't talk about his real name because people haven't seen the whole season one. So you're yeah. you're drawing attention to a mystery we didn't have to draw any attention to. So you so why why do you think this being a Westworld reference holds up? Because the Man in Black has a suit. Uh huh. And so does Hiram Lodge. And also, the man in black gets very tiresome on Westworld, and so does Hiram Lodge on this show. The man in black's whole thing in Westworld is that he's he's playing games. He's trying to get to, like, this one core game that no one's played before, the, the maze. And, like, Hiram's not uh, as Man, I'm devoted. so exhausted. We're just talking about it. Like, Westworld, my God. I enjoy it. I just, it's so tiring. And what I'm saying it is, I don't, brain. I'm not quite sure if... It's a Westworld reference. I think it's a Westworld reference, Sean. I don't. What do you think it is, John? I don't know. John, um, I think it's a Westworld reference. Also, the, he's the, the fun thing is, that's not my job. <laughs> right. That's true. So why don't we go to your job? What is your job? Oh, okay. Uh, I like to talk about writers and directors. And this episode was written by Janine Salinas Schoenberg. What an amazing name. That's a pretty good one. And Janine... I wish I was that fancy. TV-wise, American Crime Good and show. Snowfall before working on Riverdale. And this is her first episode of Riverdale to get a writing credit on. Congratulations. For that, she's written a couple of short films. Dolce Chasing Penelope and Jenny and Lalo. Cool. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. And this episode was directed by Alex Pillai. Pillai? P-I-L-L-A-I? Um, Pillai? Um, Pillai? That's a cool name, too. Everybody's doing really good. (laughs) Everybody's doing really well name-wise. He has directed an episode of Chilling Adventures to Sabrina. Ooh, that show, though. Does anyone watch that show? I don't know, but there's that podcast, Binging Adventures to Sabrina. Oh, my God, I've heard that one. You should go check that out. It's delightful. Uh, Some episodes of Bull. Uh, This appears to be your first episode of Riverdale. Or his first episode of Riverdale. Alex, why? Uh, and Val, Valor, the short-lived um, helicopter pilot show on the CW. Do you remember that one? Yes. Um, that girl is now on Million Little Things, aka one of my new favorite shows of 2018. <gasps> ooh, ooh, 
Alex directed on Being Human, the British version. Yeah, that's a show. I I really liked that no, show. No, that was a fun show. I, I've only seen like a few episodes, but I like the concept of it. That was one of the ones that they did an American version of, and I think that one is actually about as good as the British yeah, one. Yeah, that's what everyone said. And they, they go in different directions. It's very Canadian, I believe. Uh, it's filmed in Canada, yes. Yeah. Which, so is, so is Riverdale. Yeah, but, like, very Canadian. Like, you just know when a show is, like, you're Canada, you know? It was supposed to be Boston, the American you're version. You're Canada. Well, no, it's more just, like, I know because I watch so much Degrassi. Like, like if there are shows where, like, I'm pretty sure Manifest is, like, pretty Canadian. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But it definitely doesn't take place in New York. So where does it take place? I've been catching up on Lucifer. Uh-huh. And something that, that, that really messed me up was that I know it was filmed in Canada for like the first two seasons yeah. and then moved production to Los Angeles for the third season. But I kept noticing in season two, they do exteriors in Los Angeles, which means they must have had the money to fly to LA to film exteriors and then go back to, to Toronto or uh, Vancouver to finish the episodes with the interiors. And I was like, this can't be cheaper. What are we doing? Are you sure? And then they not, just moved production to Los Angeles. Are you sure they're not old exteriors from other shows? No, like they're standing on the roof of the Knickerbocker. Oh, that's cool. Like doing a scene and then they go back to their sets, which I know are in. And like sometimes it's like, oh, it's raining and cloudy. They must be in Vancouver. And then others it's like, oh, I recognize that beach. They're here in LA. That's weird. So like season two, they must have had the budget for that, which is crazy. Weird. I heard Lucifer's really good. It is. I've never seen a show so confident in its characters that they can just put any two of them together and, like, you know you know you've got something there. That sounds good. Uh, which actually is a good segue into my very large problem with this episode of Riverdale. Oh, no. What is it? So... thought you would like this one. I thought so this would be the new Midnight by, by hyper-focusing on the core four... It, 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 yeah, it very uh, Archie, Jughead, Veronica, and Betty. It, it becomes very clear which characters are very easy to write and which ones are very hard to write. Who's very hard to write? Veronica. Okay, why? Did you enjoy her section of this episode? No. Neither did I. Well, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I wanted to punch Veronica. Right, it's because Veronica sucks. She kind of does Veronica a Veronica is so much worse than Archie. Ooh. She is she is my least favorite of the four now. I used to love Veronica. Me too. Uh, what happened? Hiram. I Hiram. Hiram. I Hiram came Hiram. to town, oh. and we completely lost sight of her as a character because now she's just torn between two men. Yeah. Archie and Hiram. But it's not even really being torn between two men because it's not like Archie's, I mean, I guess, kind of at play here. <sighs> yeah, I guess that's a fair... But she wasn't always torn between them because season one it was a no, lot. No, but of her plots are dictated by them. Right. Yes, I think that's more fair. To She's say. not doing anything for herself on her own. Um, excuse me. Do you think it's easy to open up a speakeasy without alcohol at sixteen? All right. Let's just let's start with her plot. Let's just okay, jump yeah. right in because uh, we want to get it over with. Yeah. Okay. So because the rest of the episode I enjoyed very much. Dare to defy. Veronica is moving out of the house, which. She should have done... Ages ago. Weeks ago? Yeah. Like, God. when you realized her dad was, like, a fucking murderer, and when you were almost murdered in your house by a guy named Small Fry. And she decides to sleep at... What is it? Le Petit Mu... 
Oh, her night, her uh, her speaking. It's actually a bon ennui or something. Bon ennui, bon ennui, bon ennui. I don't know. I'm sorry. I really don't mean to be like ennui. racist against French uh, people. Bon ennui. That's not it. Bon ennui. No, it's three words. Bon ennui. I'm saying three words. You're not. I? You're not saying it. Okay, I swear. Fine. Whatever. Plus, I like jamming <laughs> up the joke you named for it more. <laughs> Never mind the fact that she knows of a perfectly empty bunker with a perfectly bed-shaped bed. I don't know if I would, like, want to go to the bunker necessarily. Why not? She slept there before. I mean, with somebody else. I don't yeah. know if I want to be, like... You can lock it. I guess. But have you ever seen the movie The Hole with Thora Birch and Keira Knightley? No. You don't want to go into a bunker. Bad shit happens in the bunker. Okay, it's a great movie, but you should it's not It's like go a small bunkers. bunker. No, it doesn't matter how large the bunker is. It's a is. very homely bunker. I don't know what your problem is Here's with what happens when you get locked in a bunker and nobody knows you're in a bunker. Okay, then you tell someone you're in the you're in the bunker. And then they die. Why? I don't know. <laughs> this is Dilton's bunker. It's, it's not it's a fine. horror movie bunker. I tell everyone where I am at all times, just so. Yeah, I've been meaning to ask you to like stop <laughs> texting me so much. About, and now I'm around the block. Yeah. And now I'm in the Starbucks. It's it's my phone can't handle that much. Sorry, I just need to know, just in case I die or get locked in the Starbucks. So she she sleeps at, at a oh, oh uh, and gets up early so that pop sees her when he's opening up the twenty four hour diner that's upstairs. John's reaction was really funny to this because he was like, "I can't sleep in a space that's so open." I'm like, I can't. "Oh, I would feel weird, man." But you, I would just keep being like, "Something's over there," like. That's interesting. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I mean, bedrooms are fairly small for a reason. Mm -hmm. But I would be more uncomfortable with the fact that I was sleeping on, like, a curled boot. Oh, no, absolutely. That's a terrible night's sleep. Right. And, like, is there a shower or something? How does she look so good the next morning? I was like, there's no... I could imagine there's a bathroom, but there's no shower. Now, of the characters who have had to not sleep in their own house, Jughead went to the school and showered and took care of that. Archie lived in that bunker for a few days and was probably really right by the time he got on the uh, train tracks. And Veronica... Veronica's doing Veronica. Veronica's looking really pretty no matter how many showers she doesn't take. No matter what. It's just perfect. So apparently, uh, business-wise, is just... Her, remember when it was uh, a dress code enforced? Like you had to yeah, look nice. No, now so there's much. a bunch of kids in like t-shirts and jeans playing G and G at one of the tables, drinking say, her fancy juice. I have to say though, honestly, this would be really like cool if I was a kid. If I could go somewhere with my friends just to hang out and like I could get snacks and stuff. <laughs> and I realized, I but they have that. a common room at the school, and they also have coffee shops that exist. I'm sure. Yeah, like at least in my life, I'd rather go. I would drive out of my way to go to that coffee shop in Greendale. Oh, yeah, that's a good That one seems like a pretty nice place to hang out. There is actually a place um, not in my hometown, but near my hometown um, in New York that is, is like, a really cool coffee and tea shop. And Mm -hmm. you go and you order, like, fancy tea. You can play board games and you can just hang out and play cards. It's actually really awesome, and I highly recommend it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Am I going to give the name? No. <laughs> I don't think I had any of those growing up. I know of a few out here. Uh, yeah, a lot of bars some. that like have games of them and there's geeky teas. Uh, uh, Meltdown Comics used to be a good spot where like they do board game nights or D&D nights or whatever. Uh, Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Chris Hardwick's not a great person anyway. Oh, does he like own it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's fine. So Reggie is being very supportive of the business, and Veronica's like, no, Dad always taught me that if you're breaking even, you're one bad week away from broke. Which is probably true. So rather than doing the, the, the sensible thing and putting alcohol on the menu, right, which would definitely drive up sales. Well, if you're going to do something illegal anyway, like because, I get her not wanting well, to do something illegal. Well, I'm just like, I wouldn't, I would go to that spot, but I wouldn't order the mocktails, which is where most of the money comes from. Right. I mean, I might order a mocktail. That's just like, sugar. I know, but like, I might get one. I don't know, but like, not every time. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Instead, she goes to Elio and she's like, yeah, Let's gambling. See. Let's add gambling. So here's the thing that's really confusing. I understand her not wanting to like dip her toe into like illegal ventures. Isn't gambling? But like gambling's a bit? illegal too. Yeah. So I mean, you have to have a gambling license. I'm pretty sure. Like you can't just have, you can't just like gamble. That's why there's all these plots on TV shows about people having like poker games and then the police coming and it's like a thing. That happens on like every fucking teen TV show. Yeah. Like I can literally name them. Like I'm not going to, but like it's like at least four in my head. So. Why not just sell alcohol and actually make, like, a good profit? Yeah. Right. Something that's, by the way, much easier hit yeah. from cops than whole, whole roulette tables. Yeah, a gigantic blackjack casino thing. Yes. Your giant neon sign that says casino inside. It's a little weird. So anyway, Elio's, like, in there the first night with the casino and apparently just clearing them out because she was going to give him 30%, but he's like, I'll just... I'll just win my money. money. So I don't understand. Did he buy off the guy, uh, the blackjack dealer, the blackjack dealer who Veronica plants so that she will win against him later? I guess he stacks the cards. I don't know. It's so... Unless, here's actually what I'm thinking, that he thought he was paying off the blackjack dealer and he was... And he was winning until... Veronica stepped in, and then the blackjack dealer was like, oh, winner take all. Like, he like was letting now, him. and then, like, maybe this is just, it's, everything about this scene feels like it's written by someone who has never gambled before. I've never gambled. Really. Well, that's not true. I have, but, like, not with cards. Like, the way that the blackjack scene was incredibly, like, it was the dumbest thing I'd ever, I'd, I'd seen gambling-wise until they went back and explained why it happened that way. I just don't really get Because, like, they're, they're walking over and be like, he's cheating. Like, well, I have a solution. Right. I'll just blindly play against him. I kind of wish I'd, it had been a bit more dramatic of Reggie having to, trying to, like, look over his shoulder or, or like, something. tell, yeah, some kind of, like, stakes in that moment instead of me watching, being confused, thinking, what the hell just happened? That yeah, was really I still stupid. don't really know what's going on, to be honest. Because, like, the odds are not there if you have a 19 to get a 21. And for me to, no. like, it just, I don't think that came together particularly well. But she wins. She wins. Because? She gets because she Hiram. had bought off that guy, and Hiram had told her, even though she wants nothing to do with Hiram, what is your relationship? He's in every episode of plot tonight. That's why it's the man in black, even though so, they're not about him. It would have been so cool if it were about him this episode. Well, okay, so like his busy schedule, getting around like, and fucking with everyone. <laughs> 
I, I got to get out of this farm. I got to go tell my daughter about this kid gambling. I would actually really love it if it was like him in the limo with the voiceover. <laughs> that would be great. That'd be awesome. Well, do we miss the part about Sheriff Mineta? Yeah. So she's like all happy about Sheriff Mineta at the start. Then he's gone missing. And then the end. Ooh. At the end, Pop has this whole thing Ooh. where it's like. Hey, I don't like uh, illegal stuff. Oh, also, BT Dubs. Um, the sheriff's dead? Probably. I don't know. The body was decapitated <laughs> and with no hands. <laughs> Which is insane that the rest of this plot is like gambling. Bad. <laughs> it's like a man is dead. <laughs> Because of you. Well, Sheriff Panetta is so fucking dead. His hands are chopped off. But, his head is not there. But wait, that should mean something for the for the Legion of Doom, right? Yeah. All of Hiram's friends. They all get a hand. They're, but, they're, but it's like, ah, we're all on the same team taking over this town, and then he just kills one of them? Shouldn't the rest be like, maybe we shouldn't be a business? With that guy. Well, I think Sheriff Mineta was just really bad at being a Legion of Doom member. He was, yeah. So, is there going to be a new, mean, boring, stocky <laughs> sheriff or what? He was very handsome. Okay, chill. He's fine. He was very handsome. I mean, he's like, yes, objectively, he's good looking. Right. But in Riverdale, he's uh, fine. He's like, eh, yeah. he's like slightly above average. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, if that. Like, you're thinking on a one to scale, one to 10 scale, but Riverdale is a one to 25 scale. And He'll never be hot enough for Riverdale. No, no one is, except for Mark and Suelos. Yeah, he's hot enough for Riverdale. Yeah, he is, absolutely. Yeah. Like, what is in the water over there? What's making people A, have seizures, and B, look so good? Well, we know it's like, Fizzle Rock. Like, we should be investigating because uh, the milkshakes don't do anything to people. No, unless they're laced with Fizzle Rock. Unless they're laced with Fizzle Which would be a good flavor of a milkshake. Where do you want to go next? Uh, Archie and Jughead or Betty? I, Archie and Jughead. You're right. Betty should be last. Yeah, because she, she was great. So Archie and Jughead, uh, at first they get off the train, and you're like, oh, they got... Like, far out of town. No, And then guys. they go to that same bus, at, bus stop that, like, Betty was at a season ago when she got a call from the Black Hood. So it's like, Not they're, that part. they're the next town over. They couldn't have, Maybe. like, stolen a car or something. Right. They couldn't have gone to Massachusetts by now. Right. Like, it's been a day, right? Right. Like, Jesus Christ. So they walk, and they find a farm. And I gotta be honest, guys, this isn't just any farm. This is the exact same farm from Smallville. Are you sure? I'm positive. Interesting. I would recognize that set in a heartbeat. Aww. It is the same color. It is the same layout. It is Kent Farm. Is it in Vancouver as well? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Though. Yeah. Only so many farms. There are only so many farms. Uh, and it's just a, just a girl and her little sister there. Riley Keogh. I think that's how you say it. Riley Keogh? Her name. That's her name. Is that a real? The character or no, the, the actress. actress. Well, there's a little girl who I don't know anything about other than she has red hair. Yeah. She's Archie's illegitimate daughter from the future. Not everyone with red hair is related. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. We'll see. There's a lot of redheads in Riverdale. There's way more than the general population of the world. Right, right, right. Because someone took a population from like the 1920s and teleported it to the present. Were there a lot more redheads back in the day? Apparently we're running out of redheads. Weird. Like, like it's, it's going away. So Archie, like, within moments of seeing this girl, is like, I like her. Let's stay forever. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, my God. Archie probably just broke up with Veronica, like, ten minutes prior at a phone booth. 
And aren't the girls like you can't you can't come in yeah. to our house? Uh, I wonder if that was like almost a budget thing where they're like, oh, we can't afford the inside of the house. So. You absolutely cannot see the inside of the house, even though at the end of the episode you'll realize there's really no reason you could not have seen the inside. Right, of the right, house. right, right. Other than no, so they're like you boys can. Uh, you boys can sleep in the farm tonight and Jughead's like no nah, we don't have to and she's like yeah yeah let's do it I feel at home she, all we have to do is move some move some hay, uh, hay while we're not wearing a shirt that's my favorite thing to do yeah Archie you know we said earlier in this podcast that Archie and a golden retriever may have swapped bodies and never swapped back uh-huh. that him in Vegas may have swapped right bodies. right the real Archie's been in Vegas the whole time <laughs> yeah he's very smart this Archie just wants to lift things and put them down and want to pick things up and put them down. There was a time when Archie did not want to smash rocks at his dad's construction company. Right, because he wanted to make music. He wants actually to just move hay. Yeah. This is the dream. Well, it's all, I think he's his character's kind of devolved a little bit because uh, he's yeah. realized this is all I'm good for. The moment when he broke through that ice to save show is like strength is all I am. Yeah. It's seriously. all I should ever be. And honestly, hey, it looks good on him. So <laughs> it's, not complaining. It's unreal. Not gonna lie, I see Archie shirtless and I'm a little like, oh, damn. I am. He probably has never had a big. I'm a schlub. It's, it's like amazing. It is. KJ should try bread. No, I think he'd be he'd be really into it. <laughs> you know what'd be annoying if he loves bread. <laughs> I would hate. If he's that. just got one of those metabolisms. Uh, maybe everybody from New Zealand is just like like that. Maybe it's uh maybe. It seems like a you know country. you know you know you've seen Lord of the Rings. You know how they like run across Middle Earth a yeah. lot. Middle Earth is New Zealand, so New Zealand is just running across just like running. beautiful vistas all the time. Yeah, I guess I could get into that. That's not a bad stereotype, right? That's like a positive one. No, you mean everybody from New Zealand is attractive and fit? That's yeah, yeah. I mean, it and runs great true. distances over beautiful beautiful pan- panoramas. Yeah, seems like a weird stereotype, but it yeah, it's a compliment. Hundred percent accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Jughead decides to walk around town, and we, he sees friggin' Gargoyle King symbols everywhere. Yeah, so they're also not that far out of town, so, like, why did you think you would escape but this? But it's, like, a completely dead town. Like a, like a town from The Walking Dead. Right. With no men, by the way. It's isn't like there, isn't there one old guy, or is that There is old, one. Yeah. Oh, is that a, no, that's an old woman. That's an old woman? Yeah. Well, apparently, everyone, all the men in the town went to work at the prison that's yes. also a fizzle rocks we lab. know this because jughead talks to children so what what's really going on is that hiram is gentrifying the area to build hiram land yeah he's just trying his best to like he's giving the all these people work that's good yes jesus like everyone is like oh my god i remember this i remember that but no hiram is the only employer yeah, they're commuting town. from their shitty town to work every morning they come back after dark i don't know why everyone's freaking out <laughs> It's called having a job, guys. Everyone left behind is playing Griffins and Gargoyles while also taking fizzy, Fizzle Rocks, which are a drug that are sold in candy packaging yeah. and share the same name with actual candy called Fizzle Rocks, which are well, Pop Rocks. That's the thing I'm really confused about. It's in this universe, do Fizzle Rocks exist as a candy? That's what they say, because they say Fizzle Rocks, oh, like the candy? Yeah, but this isn't candy. This is drugs. Okay. This is—it's like they said it's the the old lady's like it's laced with stuff. That's so confusing. And to be honest, I think this would mean more if it didn't have jingle jangle. No, if it were jingle jangle. Oh. Imagine yeah. if the reveal was Hiram made jingle jangle and introduced it to the area like a year ago. Right. But that wouldn't affect the gargoyle king plot. 
No. I mean, are they connected? Yeah. I don't know. I They are connected. For a second, I thought this was telling a story of, like, they came to this town, and they realized this is what happens to a town where the Gargoyle King just lets loose, and, like, yeah. it's just destroyed. That's what I thought. And they're like, nah, it was Hiram. And I'm like, of course it's But isn't Hiram. it kind of implying that the Fizzle Rocks are what is bringing on the hallucination, hallucinations, hallucinations of I the Gargoyle because, like, did... Pretty sure. Are, why do those things go hand in hand together? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I'm nothing thinking. about the modern-day kids playing Griffins and Gargoyles in Riverdale has implied that they're Drugs. getting high while they're doing it. Right. That's the thing that I'm confused about. Um, that's the thing I'm confused about. Uh-huh. Are we really supposed to expect that the kids just really find it fun? Like, <laughs> they're all just independently being like, you know what we should take while we play this game? Pop rocks. Right. But, like, a lot of them. <laughs> like, so many of them. They're actually drugs. Like, I want pop rocks laced with, I don't know what. That sounds great to me. I used to go to this bar in college that um, we would have champagne and pop rocks, and that was, like, the drink. Oh, wow. That's probably pretty good, actually. It's good, but then we took it to a comedy show, uh-huh. and it was very loud. And that really, yeah, exactly, causes a lot of attention. What's weird about Riverdale is that the kids don't do, like, low-stakes drugs. They don't smoke weed. No. They don't smoke cigarettes. They do the hard stuff. They do the stuff that messes you up. The stuff that, like, ecstasy looks like candy, and so does Jingle Jangle and, and Pop Rocks, or Fizzle Rocks. It's very that there is now two drugs that look like candy but aren't candy there are two drugs that look like candy and no one drinks anymore yeah why would they when they have all this fun drugs i mean are is it expensive is it cheap is it crack what is (laughs) now i have to guess what fizzle rocks might be on top of what are what is jingle jangle it kind of seems like acid like, I think that Jingle Jangle is like ecstasy, and this is like acid. Mm. So, you take that what you will. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe. My extensive drug knowledge. Look, Chughead finds out that the man in black is, like, in charge of the girls who work at the farm at the exact same time that the main girl is shaving Archie at the farm, and he's like... Hey, so I know we told you our names were Biff and... Uh, oh, right. Well, at first, she pro- she doesn't proposition him. She comes on to him. Right. They make out for, like, a good 20 seconds. That wasn't that long, was it? 10 seconds. It was long enough. It wasn't... Also, you know when she's, like, straddling you that probably gonna, like, you know, make out with you. Yeah. So, like, he could What? No, come on. You never just, like, like... Very straddle rarely. Straddle people. <laughs> very rarely. <laughs> And so she puts moves on Archie. We have no idea how old she is. He's 16. Right, but their moves on Archie, so they work. Right, it's fine. Uh, yeah. He's single now. It's He was single like 15 minutes ago. It's a little terrible. So he uses like the fact that she's kissing him as an excuse to just be very vulnerable. Right. Like, hey, too vulnerable. So my name's Archie. No, I can't kiss you because I got a girlfriend. Her dad's trying to kill me. It's anyway, so just weird. skip town. He really just lays it all out there so fast. And this is why I really think he is the golden retriever. <laughs> so she's like, cool, have some eggs, and then knocks him out. She makes the eggs. Yeah, she goes through the whole process. Of making, she could have just walked away and hit him 
but instead she made him breakfast and right. then hit him, which I guess is kind. I don't know. But he got, like, two bites of eggs. Jughead gets back in time. They see Hiram's there, and then they run for it. Well, no. First, Archie's like, I want to kill Hiram. Right. That's right. Archie wants to kill Hiram. He <laughs> takes, like, this, um, this, I don't know what you would call it, but it it's like a, it's like a thing that people kill people with in horror movies from a farm. It's... A pitchfork. Not a pitchfork. A sickle. Not a sickle. Those are two things that they would use. It's like um, a large plank of wood. It's like two. It's like a scissor. It's kind of like a shears. Shears. Yeah. Yeah. There's a horror movie that I watched recently where somebody got murdered with shears. Was it Cabin in the Woods? I think that happens. In Cabin yeah, that in the sounds Woods. real. Yeah. Cool. Shears. Murdery shears. Murder. Murder shears. Yeah. And then Jughead's like, "No, that's not going to solve your problem." And it's not. It's no. actually going to make it so much fun. Hey, right, Jughead has a good points. Like, do you think her? Uh, do you think Veronica will ever forgive you if you kill her father? And also, and Veronica, she's like, oh, "I guess not." Fine. Veronica last season. I mean, last in her storyline was like, maybe my dad's not so bad after right. all. Oh my God. Didn't that make you cry? For the record, that would have been a cool realization for her to have like a season ago. Her dad is that bad. Like, after like, all. like that could have been a plot last season where it's like, Oh my dad isn't that bad. But like, he's tried to kill your boyfriend, uh, your ex-boyfriend, whatever. He's tried to kill people close to you and he's ruining your town. Also, hold on. Back to Veronica real quick. She bet the deed to the two pops, the last thing in Riverdale, that she's like, I have to protect this from you, Dad. Well, she did it as what a if, What if that switch. guy, what if that guy was bought off more by Elio? And Veronica, he was like, no, nah, I'm giving it to Elio. And then she loses everything. Veronica's Which would have been a cool plot shift, right? To, to then lose pops. pops. To Elio, though? Who is Elio? I don't know. Maybe he could be someone. He looks like Jason Blossom that talks. He's better than the than the other rich kid from last season who... No, that guy was Nick St. Clair. He was like... He was like an American psycho. Right. This guy. guy's less evil than... The, I guess I'm Elio's just like, born. meh. Yeah. yeah. I liked Nick St. I mean, I hated Nick St. Clair, but I But you liked him. what he brought. Yeah. Yeah. He brought his A-game. So the boys just walk off more, not really having changed or grown in any way from this... Adventure. Well, now they're going to see Jughead's mom. You're right. But, like, they also could have just gotten straight to Jughead's mom. They could have, yes. We didn't need this. But, uh, fun fact, though, uh, Riley Keog, uh, Keo, I don't know how to say her name. I really should find this out. Um, Rai Rai tweeted a while ago that she wanted to be on Riverdale. And now she's on Riverdale. Right. You were saying she's Elvis's granddaughter? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. I didn't know she was acting. Yeah, well, she's she's was um she's an actress like she was on the um, girlfriend experience that TV show version of the Steven Soderbergh movie, but um, but yeah, she's kind of like an indie darling, and she is the granddaughter of Elvis and Priscilla Presley, the eldest grandchild. No big deal. No big deal. I mean, me too, but like it's fine. She was in uh, Max, uh, Mad Max Fury Road as well. Oh my gosh, she was the red-headed one. I guess so. Oh wow, that's yeah, really see, cool. You weren't that excited, but now. Riley, I want to call her. I want to pronounce her last name as Cough. Cough? Maybe it is. K E O U G H. Oh, it's actually it's Keo. Riley Keo. That's uh, how you say it because it says it here. Cool. Good for us. I guess that brings us to the best part of the night, which is Betty's story. Betty. Betty. So yeah, Betty's great. 
She's in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, and she's she's, she's having a good time. She's narrating in her head. Yeah, it's just like a fun romp. It's a fun uh, romp. So, so she's uh, sisters are like testing her with like little flashcards, which are like planned down to the 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 minute level of detail to evoke villains from seasons past. Right, Ooh. dead body. Black, Black Hood, Gogo King, and she's like, that's a, that's a teddy bear. Uh, that's a butterfly. That was actually very smart, I <laughs> it's thought. It's a jungle gym. Because, like, I wouldn't, I mean, I guess I wouldn't say all the things that I thought, mm-hmm. but, like, she was, like, purposely making it wholesome. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Keeping up the, uh, the Betty Cooper image. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the girls are fed fizzle rocks. It's really creepy. It is really creepy. And Betty's new roommate is Ethel. So Ethel's at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. So remember when Ethel, like, season one was like, oh, poor Ethel. Let's protect Ethel. Yeah, and, like, season no. two was like, oh, no, Ethel's in danger. Oh, is Ethel a killer? No, Ethel's just a nice girl. And then season well, three is, Ethel is insane. I don't think Ethel ever really was a nice girl after after Mitch was killed. I think they made it pretty clear that Ethel was, in fact, sending her those notes. That's true, yeah. So, it was Ethel, Ethel. wasn't that good of a person. No, I think that Ethel was, like, playing... It's know, just so funny, because nice you know guy. they hire Chan person to be like, oh, see the nice girl from from you Stranger know. Things. She's she's fine. She's alive in our world. You watch our show, it's safe. And now it's like, she's a psychopath. But I kind of like her like this. Yeah? I like it much more than her just being, like, humdrum Ethel. She's like... There's a moment in, in it where she just... Tells Betty, I'm so sorry. I don't think Jughead's really into you anymore. Oh, it's great. He's, he and I had this, like, transcendent moment. And and just the way Betty's monologue delivers, like, this bitch. It's like, this psycho bitch. <laughs> I can't even do it. But, oh, yeah. This psycho bitch. And no, like, that's not even as good as it was. It was so good. Do you want to go one more time? Okay, hold on. I'm going to get the sniffles out. This psycho bitch. And then Lily Reinhardt just gives the best face. Oh, it's so under good. all of it. This but is a very fun scene. This is a very fun episode for this. Ethel's just like, oh, yeah, the Gargoyle King, he hangs out here all the time. We love to hang out and chat and stuff. We're actually and Betty's great like, friends. okay, cool. I Can love, I talk to him? And she's like, nah. <laughs> I love how Ethel, like, really doesn't think Betty is, like, good enough for him. For it's, Jughead, well, for the Gargoyle That's what's King. weird is because later she's like, Betty, come play with us. But, like, before she was like, Betty, you'll never be worthy of well, I think that once Betty was like, Ethel, I actually do want to be your friend. She's like, oh, sweet. Yeah. So like, okay. I think Ethel's just fucking crazy. So Betty. <laughs> just crazy. Betty's like, Ethel sees that Betty isn't taking her fizzle rocks. And she's like, do you want to like not tell people that? We'll be friends. She's like, okay. Uh, and then Betty just, I think she tries to, she wants to get into her own file. So she has yeah. to uh, get to the infirmary. Which is like, why does everybody always want to get into their own file? Just a thought. It happens in every show. I feel like it makes sense for Betty, though. Because yeah. like, she's curious if like maybe there is a diagnosis in there. Well, what is, is, that, is that why she wants to get into the infirmary? Or is that the reason she wants to? Yes. Because she, uh, she takes the paper clip. Right. Tries to, like, walk there, I guess. And instead, like... Ethel's like, play with us. And she yells at Ethel and then fakes a seizure. Right. So she apparently like, it's like super easy to just fake a seizure. Yeah, it seems really hard, but it's amazing how she falls. Yeah. She's good at she she was a good faller. Yeah. It's like her legs gave out. It's amazing. And then they just leave her alone in the infirmary and she gets to her own file. 
where Hiram Lodge is giving her medicine. He's like testing the drugs on the girls at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. I kind of like this plot point. It makes sense, sort of. Hiram just owns everything now. Yeah. Like straight up. But also, who else owns things? Claudius Blossom. Did you, like... Oh, right. He's delivering, uh... Well, he's probably delivering the Fizzle Rocks. Yeah. Uh, so are they They working, don't have maple syrup there. Are they working together? Probably. Is like, he in the Legion of Doom? Penelope's in the Legion of Doom. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cliff Blossom pretending to be Claudius Blossom is... Right? I know. I'm waiting for that. Never going to let that one go, guys. It's well, Cliff. He's one thing Cliff. Um, that Ari pointed out was that he has white hair, and so did Clifford Blossom, but they yeah, said... Yeah, Claudius showed up with white hair, and he's like, Yeah. I thought, he would, I thought he had a shaved head, but I could be wrong. No. It's just like, they didn't want to make that guy wear a wig anymore. No more. No more wig. They made a wig. It was terrible. And they're like, I guess we're going to write this into the show yeah. uh, that he's wearing a wig. <laughs> it was actually very funny. I enjoyed it. So she gets her file, finds out that Hiram is dragging her and everyone else. She's like, we're, time to go. And uh, runs for the secret tunnel. Secret tunnel from uh, <laughs> from the, the lesbians break out of uh, the, the, oh, the nun's house yeah, episode. that was great. And it's, uh, it's bricked up. What? Why? Was it because everyone was escaping and having sex in the woods? <laughs> because the, the gay woods were full of kids from the from the uh, Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Okay, so you leave, go to the gay woods, and then you come back. Right, that's my favorite part is that they came back afterwards. Yeah. Anyway, uh, everyone shows up, including Ethel, and they, they drug Betty, and they bring her to the scary door that, yeah, definitely the, uh, what, the Gargoyle King's behind Ethel, like, has this speech, which I can't... I want to remember off the top of my head, but I can't. Uh, but uh, it's like, I give myself to you, my my, my dark king, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, that sounds like right And enough. then Betty's thrown in his room, lights, music, we don't see what she sees. And then it just cuts back to her doing the little, like... Um, uh, the, like the Rorschach test? Right, the Rorschach test. And she's, she's naming them exactly as what they are. Body, Black Hood... Gargoyle King. And then and the Gargoyle King is just like right there behind. Behind her. So obviously he's not really there. Why would you think that? That he's not really there? I, okay. You don't think Here's he's Here's my rule. I think the Gargoyle King, if you see him, he's really there. No, I don't Every think time. so. I totally don't think so. He is not a vision. So. He is not a figment of anyone's imagination. He is real and he is present. No. He is standing in that room behind that woman. He's definitely not really there. Why? Because they've really implied that the Fizzle Rocks fuck you up. Yeah, but Alice was stone cold sober when she saw the Gargoyle King. Yes, but and so was Jughead when he saw it in the woods. But I, I don't think he was really there in that scene behind the nun. I do. I don't think so. I don't think that makes sense. Agree to disagree. But it didn't make sense for him to be in their house the last no, week he, either. You're right. He didn't. It didn't make sense for him to be in the hospital in front of Ethel that time either. Well, I don't the know. The Gargoyle King is. Always real. No, so that's he, my stance. Here's my theory. I think that the Ethel thing wasn't real then. That wasn't in the hospital, which makes sense because we did wonder how he was coming down the hallway. Nah, that was there. real. It's all real. I don't think he was actually. I think what happens is he gets in your head because you really see him in real life, 
and you become obsessed with him, and then you start seeing him when you do Fizzle Rocks. That's my theory. I don't think Fizzle Rocks are hallucinogenic. You don't? Then why I are think they? it just fucks you up enough for like him to stand there, and you're like, oh, he's more than just a man in a in a weird costume. I guess that would make sense, but I still think that they're making you see stuff, at least on some level. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, and Betty... Uh, Betty then recites the same thing as Ethel. So Betty's full on into the gargoyle. So, like, our only hope is Archie and Veronica? Oh. Because, like, Jughead drank the Kool-Aid. He did, but he seemed to have gotten a little bit away from the Kool-Aid. Well, I mean, he physically has gone away from it. But he sees those girls and he's like, I'm a a GM. Level three, almost level, working for level (laughs) four. Just because Jughead's intolerable. For the record, in D&D there are 20 levels. It does not take that long to get to. What level are you on? Uh, my players are at level 12. What level are you personally on? DMs don't have levels. Oh. Okay. You're just... What level were you on when you played? Um, I don't know. Last character I had was a while ago. Probably around like level 5 or something. But that's not that much. No, but it's, <laughs> like, it's all dependent on what... But uh, like if you play forever... But it's like how long the game goes on. And yeah, you make new okay. characters a lot and oh, stuff. Okay. And like, I've I've bounced around with a lot of different people, so it's players. Not so I make a you. new one every time. It's not you as a person. It's you as a. It's your character. Yeah. So my my favorite character I ever made uh-huh. was a pirate named Charles Montgomery, and uh-huh. he had a big mustache. Wait, Charles Montgomery? Why do I? Oh, you mean like the guy from American Horror Story? If you say so, I've never watched okay, a American Horror on. Story. God. I uh, want to be like the greatest pirate in the world. Uh-huh. And so my friend was running this like pirate adventure That's and he fun. must have gotten to level seven, I think, maybe a bit higher than that. Uh, but and then what happened? Uh, the story ended. Oh. There we got, went on this whole adventure. Uh, I got this sextant that let me teleport my pirate ship around the ocean. And then uh, one of the other player characters thought I was too dangerous to have that and uh, nearly killed me. Did they kill you? Nearly. And then what happened? And then that was the end of the adventure. Oh. That was like that was like a uh, that was like a falling action from the climax where we like stopped this whole. That's like kind other of a thing. sad situation for your character. But it all came from a point of character. It was a good story, and I lived. Oh yeah, that's so. kind of sad. I feel bad for your pirate. <laughs> He's okay. He's fine. Yeah, he lived. A, he lived a full life. Okay, <laughs> if you say so. I feel bad for him. But that was, like, a character I really had fun getting into because he never he never let on if he was scared or worried. So, like, he'd be on a ship surrounded by bad guys, and they'd be like, we're going to kill you. And be like, yeah, you'd probably be really good at it, too. Anyway, what I need from you guys is... Oh, that's cool. Kind of stuff. This game seems fun. <laughs> I'm telling you, we got to sit down and play at some point. I know, we will. We will. We should record it. It'd be funny. Maybe we will. Maybe we If you guys will. want that, you guys let us know. <laughs> Yeah, tweeted us. So let's give out some awards. Yay! Award season is almost here. Blah blah Yay. blah blah. Okay, so I want to give prom point to Betty, even though she kind of failed at her mission, but she tried so hard. Yeah, she didn't do so hot. Um, but there aren't a lot of great other options. So yeah, let's give it to Betty. Prom king. Reggie. Yeah, he did his best. <laughs> Reggie's just. Reggie was just being a good sidekick. Yeah, he all was good. All episode. Him and Veronica, obviously. At least, he gets, at least he gets a B in the episode. I know. Reggie's role has really opened up since uh, Charles Melton started dating. <laughs> I think it's more since season three started. 
and just they finally realize, oh, we can put somebody else with Veronica. It's not the world's right. not gonna end. But like, remember when season one when season one began, and they were like, oh, we can put Kevin in all these scenes with Betty, and yeah. now they don't do that. Oh yeah. Huh. Oh well. Because now she's dating Jughead, so Jughead's in all those scenes. But Aww. what if Kevin were also in all those scenes? we got to find out for sure if Jughead hated Kevin. <laughs> Jughead does hate Kevin. Pair up these characters more. Jughead and Kevin hate each other. Well, no, Kevin is indifferent, but Jughead really does not. Not a fan. Not a huge range of options for Chaperone. Yeah, no. Um, did anybody get a pair? Pop. It's Pop. Yeah, Pop gets Pop's the, the That's Chaperone. Good. And who would you throw into the bus? Oof. It's Ethel. Yeah, she sucks. 100% Ethel. She sucks, yeah. Like, why didn't they mention earlier that she was here now if... Maybe they did and we missed it. Because it's like, oh, she was in the hospital, and shouldn't they have talked to her more and be like, hey, the fuck is this game? And said she's (laughs) just... Like, they could have just been like, oh, we can't, because the sister's a quiet mercy. Yeah, that's confusing. Oh, well. So, uh, any rumor mills? I mean, we were just having an argument over whether or not the Gargoyle King is physically there at the end. I think he is not. I think he is. I get what you're saying, but I disagree. I think maybe uh, Jughead and Archie are going to actually find things to be, like, pretty safe and sound with Jughead's, like, mom and sister. Uh Uh-huh. But things are going to get, like, real bad back in Riverdale. They're going to be like, oh, we got to... Yeah. Go well, back. Jughead, I don't think, is staying. Can I, I just want to point out that, or, uh, or mention also, that I'm a little bit miffed that we've gotten to this status quo so quickly after last episode was already a new status quo from the one before. Like, I could have done a few episodes of Archie living in the bunker. Like, I, I, wanted, I wanted to, like, live in that a little bit longer because the ending of that one where they're, like, out on the run felt like a mid-season finale, and now we're here, and now... Well, next, tomorrow. Next week is... Next is, week. Is, Not tomorrow. <laughs> That's a lot of episodes. Next week is what? The, the mid-season finale, right? I guess technically, right? Or yeah. is that after... Is that after hiatus? No, it's, it's a mid-season finale if it's before hiatus. Well, yeah, but it's not a long hiatus. It's only four weeks. That's more than most hiatuses. Most CW hiatuses is like eight weeks. Yeah. Plus, the season got a little broken up because Halloween and Thanksgiving right. directly interfered with it. True. Would have so been like, a longer hiatus. Maybe, probably. maybe that. Yeah. So there will be a lot more after, I guess. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because Silent Night, Deadly Night, that was last year's mid-season right. hiatus. Is it going to be a Christmas one this time? Ooh, I don't because think because timeline-wise, so. I don't think it's Halloween yet. No, because the Kevin and Moose have not banged. Right. Because Kevin and Moose haven't banged. And that's that's our barometer for time. Exactly. <laughs> Unless I just forget about that plot. But can you imagine if the entire season runs by and then it's in the season finale, Kevin and Moose Bang, you're like, wait, it's Halloween it's now? Halloween. And they're wearing masks. And, they, and they're like, man, I can't believe all of this happened within the first four weeks of school. Amazing. Oh, what are you going to be for Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, I, I, I have no theories on Veronica's plot because I just don't, I just don't care. Do you think Hiram is the Gargoyle King? No. Do you think it's somebody that we know? Do you think it's going to be a big surprise or do you think it's going to be like a big Hiram plot? No, it's going to be such a surprise when it turns to be creepy Dr. Jr. I hope so. I really hope so. I do think it could be a blossom. I'm, here's what I think. I think Hiram isn't the Gargoyle King, 
But I think he's also responsible for the Hiram King being here. Or for the Gargoyle King being the here. King. Yeah, the Hiram King. He's the Hiram King. Uh, for the Gargoyle King In being way, here now. He, though, Either Hiram directly King. or indirectly. Either what he's done is just created the opening and they're like, oh, now's the time. Or he was like, you do this Gargoyle King stuff. And they're like, yeah. Can we just kill Hiram, please? Please. I don't care. I mean, we had our shot this episode. I know. I'm just so over him. I like Mark Consuelos, and I think he does a good job in the role. I just don't... Like, I, like what's he going to do? He's just like the villain who doesn't stop right. dying. He he's just this incredibly petty villain who spent his day going from place to place to inconvenience a couple of teenagers. I know. It's like, I enough. He is a criminal mastermind being like, yeah, but I need to find that redheaded kid. He's also like... like what is the benefit of him living in Riverdale? Like, he has all the money. What's he doing with it? Like, he's controlling... Buying off... B- building Hiram Land. But he's controlling, like, 200 people. Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same thing happens in, in all... Like, in Daredevil Season 3, Kingpin, like, owns everyone. You're a little bit like, how? Yeah, like, why? It's too much power. It's too much power. That's how I feel. It's crazy. Uh, I... Ooh, mm. Also, is Archie not exonerated anymore? Because no, I think he is. The evidence still stands, even if Sheriff Mineta is dead, right? Yeah, totally. But he also ran away, which is kind of fucked. I'm mostly worried about Betty. Yeah, but like he, I think she'll be fine. But yeah, Betty's messed up, and the farm is also happening. And I'm gonna be honest. I wanted Betty to go to the farm and then get to this point. Not this is a quiet mercy. Well, I'm kind of hoping that the farm is actually a good thing, and that that girl wouldn't that be funny? I think it's going to actually happening. Like that so, girl Evelyn or whatever, Everlyn. I think she's actually not a bad person. Evelyn. Evelyn. Evelyn Evernetter. What's hard to remember about that name? I don't know. I think Evelyn's actually a pretty chill person. Maybe. You know, I do. I'm still suspicious because she's always in the room when people get seizures. Maybe she's throwing fizzle Listen, rocks. At either her. she's got psychic powers or it's in the water. Or she's, she's, you know, she's got pocket pocket fizzle rock dust that she throws <laughs> yeah, she in people's faces. Maybe. Point is, the show is in a very weird space right now, and I have no idea where it's headed. I know, but I'm kind of excited. Like, next week is going to be lit. Also, I think. when Archie was, like, going on the alias of Biff, was it Biff? What was it? What was Biff that? and Cal. Biff and Cal. Was that, like, a... Was that, a, was that a Back to the Future reference? I hope so. Like Biff Tannen and Calvin Klein? Yeah, that's what it is. Calvin Klein. Right. That's what it is. That's that's weird. That's a great reference. Because, like, but, like, nothing of their adventure. Like, I get it. Jughead seen Back to the Future. But, like. Yeah. Like, I figure, I figure he'd be a little bit more like, oh, this is clever. I'll use, like, the Stand By Me names or something like that. No, this is a good, clever thing. You don't like it? Well, are they time traveling? Kind of. Maybe. Maybe as they move further away from, from town, they're like, wait, everything's like fitting into one aesthetic. It's Weird. not like, like a mix of time periods, but it's like just one. Oh, that's strange. Weird. So what are you looking forward to this week, John? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Marvel trailers just hit big time. Captain uh, Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel looks like a good time. Uh, I didn't like that trailer as much as I wanted to, but that's because I already knew everything that it introduces in it. Yeah. But I, my mind is kind of blown by how able, how young Samuel Jackson looks. Like, my brain's just like, and there's young Samuel Jackson. It's not like, how are they doing that? But that, oh, that's just a thing now. And yep, he's young. That's crazy. 
That is cool. What about what about you? What are you? Oh wait, no, I got I got two more things. You got two more things. Okay. Yes, I just started watching Killing Eve because it's on Hulu. Yeah, and I it's great. And you, I, I, I saw that you is moving to Netflix and I saw know. a trailer from like, oh, this show looks good. I wonder if I know anyone who like it. Who Wait, are you it? kidding? <laughs> are you joking? Well, I mean, I knew, I knew it was the show you, you yeah. were loving. So like, I'll check it out. You're gonna watch it. If it's on Netflix, it'll be easy for it's me to watch. It's gonna be so good. You're gonna love it. Okay. 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 It's weird though because it, Hulu, I think, has you right now. Oh, does it? But I could be wrong. I don't know. Hulu has Lucifer, and they they keep deleting seasons. Oh. Because no, the new season's yeah. going to be on Netflix. Right. So I'm in that nether space where I have to watch it on Amazon Prime. What am I looking forward to? That's a good question. I'm looking forward to Christmas. Oh, my God. Yes. Christmas is going to be fun. What are your Christmas plans? I'm going to go home and see my family in New York. Um, I'm hoping to see a play, but I don't have any plans oh, to I'm see seeing a play. play. What play are you seeing? Network. Oh, wow, that'd be fun. I love Network, the yeah. movie. I've never seen the movie. Oh, the movie's really good. Oh, really? The movie. Well, yeah, but I think I should see the play first, and then I'll see the movie. Yeah, that sounds Tatiana good. Tatiana Maslany is going to be in the play. <gasps> That's going to be good. Is she the Faye Dunaway character? Again, I haven't seen the movie. Right, you wouldn't know. Okay, it's, it'll be really good. Um, what else am I looking forward to? Not having a cold anymore. Oh, that's not in the future for you. I'm honestly really afraid. <laughs> I'm going on planes, and I don't want to... Oh, that's that's bad, yeah. Yeah. That's why I always get sick on planes. Although, like, my nightmare is always I get on a plane, and I have, like, a like a stomach bug. Yeah, that's terrible. Like, that, that sounds, sounds a like nightmare. the worst thing. That sounds, like, fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> but Christmas is going to be really fun. Yeah. I don't know if... Do I have any other, like, movies that I'm looking forward to? Nothing is, like, jumping out at me right now. I'm excited for that Spider-Man cartoon. That looks out. good, Into the yeah. Spider-Verse. I yeah. actually think that looks really good. Mm-hmm. So wh- where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at my house. The address is... No, John, okay. don't do that. That's, that's not a good way to get attention. You can find me on Twitter at John Patton. Uh, you can find me on my blog, Catching the Rye, where Rye is spelled W-R-Y. Wow, good pun. You oh, can, thanks. You can find me... On Twitter at Riley Tweets. That's R E I L O Y Tweets. Um, and you can find my dog Stella at Stella the Mystery Pup on Instagram. You know how to spell it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, what do we do now? We just say goodbye. You usually say over and out, River Vixens. Okay. Over and out, River Vixens.